Welcome to Belts, Bumps, and Barbed Wire, a podcast brought to you by DMVProWrestling.com. We're glad you joined us today, and now on with the show. My guest today is Preston Quinn, who is a member along with C.W. Anderson of the Extreme Horseman, who will take on the Tar Dynasty this Saturday night at Mid-Atlantic Territory Wrestling Scars and Stripes. This event will be at the Posez Jewish Community Center of Northern Virginia at 8900 Little River Turnpike. The doors open at 6.30 p.m. and bell time is 7.15. Tickets are available online at matwonline.com. Hi, Preston. Now, first thing I want to ask you is tell me how you got involved with MATW and what you think fans will like about the company and, and the style of wrestling. Well, uh, my entire wrestling existence has been based around the 80s and early 90s professional wrestling. Uh, as I, I came in and I debuted in 1994. And it wasn't long after that that the business had changed. And, uh, you know, you started to get the ECW stuff and different things like that. And wrestling had changed a bit. And I think now it's cyclical. And I believe that wrestling is starting to come back around where people understand the significance more. So of storylines with uh, like the bloodline and WWE and why, why is that captivated everybody? Because it's an actual storyline. Uh, I think character development and storylines are very important. And that's something that mid Atlantic specializes in. Um, they have just done a great job of putting a roster together of not just wrestlers that look like wrestlers, but wrestlers that also remind you of the glory days of wrestling in the eighties. That is actually what I've looked forward to about attending the event Saturday night, because I grew up, we talked about it before this interview about the fact that we both grew up on mid Atlantic wrestling back in the day and i grew up watching it every saturday afternoon with my grandfather and then we'd watch worldwide on sunday afternoon when we got home from church when it was uh, on sunday so Mm -hmm. could you set the stage for the storyline between the tar dynasty and the extreme horsemen really what that comes down to is the tar dynasty are the guys that are trying to come up into the top tier of the tag division and one thing that mid-atlantic really does well is features tag team wrestling, just like the original Mid-Atlantic Territory was known for. Uh, A lot of companies, including the major ones, have just disregarded tag wrestling as almost something that's kind of an attraction more so than a mainstay. And I believe that four guys that are in there that can, can work in unison to make a great match is always better than two guys doing it. So the Tars are, they're at that point where they're right on the cusp of being in the top tier of the tag team division at Mid-Atlantic amongst all all other indies that they're at. And me and CW live in the top tier from AML to MATW to anywhere that we go. uh, We're always one of the top tag teams. So what it comes down to is the Tars just want to try and topple the bull and the bull's not ready to be toppled yet. That makes sense. And we talked about how you grew up watching Mid-Atlantic and the way that it used to be as well, and the way it's coming back to, we hope. And could you talk about how you actually got into wrestling in the beginning? It was something that my mom tells a story that when I was three or four years old, I, I came running into the living room and I jumped over the arm of the couch and dropped my elbow on the pillow. 
and said that I was going to be a wrestler when I grew up. So it's literally been a lifelong dream of mine was to be a wrestler. Um, it was either going to be football or wrestling. Football is another love that I put equal to wrestling for me. But <clears throat> where I went to school at, the football program wasn't wasn't somewhere that was going to get you signed to a college. So it was wrestling for me. Um, I'd looked into schools. I grew up in where I live now, uh, uh, near Newport News, Virginia. And I looked at wrestling schools, and at the time, it looked like Ivan Koloff School out in Charlotte was going to be where I was going to have to go. But uh, when I turned 17, one of the Andersons, Pat Anderson, who was CW's original partner, uh, he was trained by Ivan Koloff, and he lived in Newport News, and he started a school. So it happened at the right time for me. I turned 18, signed the contract to go to the school, and you know, just many months later, I debuted in wrestling in 1994, and that's how I got started. What wrestlers influenced you most back in the day? Uh, Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton. Those are two great ones to be influenced by. <laughs> yeah, and to be part of the Anderson family now, it just blows my mind. Absolutely blows my mind. It, it does. I, I met Arn and Brock back in, well, I actually met Arn a few years ago when the Four Horsemen were at MCW up here in Baltimore, but then I met Arn and Brock at, Baltimore Celeb Fest back in February. I, I was I was actually in line to see Lex Luger, but they were were next to him, so I ended up talking to them while I was waiting on Lex to get back from the restroom, and I didn't buy a photo op or an autograph because I already had it from Arn, and he was just as nice to me as if if I was one of his friends talking to him there. So, and Brock was really nice as well, and so I just ended up getting a photo op with him because I wanted to see the next generation. Yep. Great, great people. And they took us in like, you know, I mean, they just, with CW already having the last name and me being trained by an Anderson. And once, you know, once Aaron got to know me and saw me work, he was like, you're as much of an Anderson as I am. So he, he was like, you know, you're in and let's go take a family photo. And I still have that that photo to this day of, you know, me, CW, Brock and Arn with, uh, Brittany, CW's fiance. And we all took photos at Russell Cade together. That's very cool. What current wrestler have you enjoyed working with the most? Me and CW had a great run with, uh, the Dawson's down in, and, uh, AML. Um, we really, uh, we, we had it just a, Everywhere we went, we fought all over the place with them. And that was just, that was one of those things that just makes you better. It just, you have to up your game every time when you're getting, when that match was getting more attention than the heavyweight title matches at that time, you really had to deliver. And AML, when you're there, you, you have to be like on top of everything or the next guy up's taking your spot. So, and that's, you know, Mid-Atlantic is kind of, grown from that and gotten the same way where, you know, everybody has to do their part very, very well because there's a lot of people looking to get in. But yeah, I'd say the Dawson's have been the most fun that I've had recently. Um, I've had a run of a lot of different opponents lately. So it hasn't been one person that I would say is, you know, been like, that's the one, but you know, I think that and working with uh, Ricky and Kerry Morton, that was a ton of fun. 
Okay, and let's shift gears a little bit and ask what your most embarrassing moment in pro wrestling is. I guess it would have to be something really early on. Uh, you know, no, no, no. I will tell. I know exactly what it is, and it's something that never happened in front of camera. A camera. Um, when I was very new in the business, I got called to be an extra at WWF at the time. And when I went there, I thought that we were going to be like doing physical things like working, maybe helping them set up and all that stuff. So I actually went there in like shorts and a tank top and the other extras get there and they're like in suits. And I'm like, holy crap. And I just took off without anybody knowing, ran up to the nearest target and bought a suit and came back like I was dressed in it the whole time. I felt like such an idiot. On the opposite end of things, what moment are you the proudest of in your pro wrestling career? Oof. There's a couple. Um, being able to team with Bill Eady when he was the mass superstar and I was mass superstar number two. That was one. Um, anything we ever did with Arn Anderson will always be tops for me. You know, he's managed us numerous times. And just having his feedback as you know, sir, how, how would you have done this better? And he's like, that's exactly how we would have done it in Crockett. You guys did great. And that that's probably my proudest moment to have to have Arn say, I couldn't have made that any better. You guys did it exactly how I would have. I've added this question after someone else suggested it that I interviewed recently. What is the hardest bump you've ever taken? It's going to be close. Back when... I thought I had to do crazy stuff to get noticed. I did an Alabama jam leg drop from the second rope to the concrete floor and thought I broke my hip when I hit. And I like went to stand up and my leg just would not cooperate. But that was one. And another one, I was wrestling um, the guy that ended up being the maestro, Stro. I was wrestling him and he picked me up in kind of like a spine buster position and then put his arm over my head while I was locked in the spine buster position and DDT'd me from that. And it was all a head drop. It was complete head drop. I couldn't protect myself. Nothing. Those are probably, that was probably the two hardest bumps that I've ever taken. I've taken some wicked ones, but those two for some reason stand out to me. And let's shift gears a bit for a break before we get back into wrestling questions and some personal questions. What's your favorite food? Steak. What temperature? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Honestly, I just, honestly, I people give me hell. I eat them well. I don't like fat. I want sirloin. I, I hate fat on my steak. Um, and I always use JR's, uh, JR's Chipotle ketchup is so good. With steak, it is unbelievable. So that's a plug for jrsbbq.com right there. I'll have to try that. Uh, everything on that website is amazing. All the sauces are so good. Okay, and your favorite drink? It can be non-alcoholic, alcoholic, or both, or whatever. Oh, mo and Monster. There's different monsters. Depends on the day of the week. I like cheer wine, too. The soda. I love cheer wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I was down in Williamsburg this weekend looking for Cheerwine while I was down there and couldn't find it. Oh, you should have hit me up. I know the secret spots. 
I will next time I'm down that way. Beer wine in the bottle, buddy. What's your favorite band or musician? Kiss. Your favorite vacation spot? I don't really go on vacation. Just I'm I'm not home so much that just being home is like a vacation to me. If I could just be home and not have to work and not have to go anywhere, that would be like my favorite vacation. Okay, and the last book you've read? It's a record book of results and stuff from WCW from 1990, no, 1989 to 1994. Can you talk about some of the other names that people will see when they come to the show in Fairfax this weekend and some of the other feuds they might see and enjoy? Well, people that used to go up uh, to Fairfax for a company called Nova Pro that was up there, they'll remember Dirty Money, Bro Keller. Um, those guys are going to be going at it. And uh, specifically because I knew that the fans up that way were familiar with those guys, and I knew those guys would put on a great show for them. I think people remember Brandon Day. We're bringing him back in from Ohio. He used to live up that way. It's where he grew up, uh, up in Fairfax area. So... They're familiar with them, but Brandon Day's got a mountain of a man. He's actually against the Barbarian's nephew, Asafi. Um, and Asafi is, gosh, six four three fifty, and he can get it. He can get around. So, uh, you have that match, and then you have, like I said, you have Dirty Money and Bro Keller. You're gonna have the tag match with the Extreme Horsemen against the Tars. Um, you're going to have the USA versus Syria with the Patriot trying to defend freedom right here around July 4th against Vasiri Hassan. And, uh, that, and Vasiri has been a heck of an impact early on at mid Atlantic. Um, he just pulls so much heat and just to have the good old, old school. As soon as the guy comes out, you know, you boo this guy and, the Patriot being just everything about the USA, you know, it's, it's just that fun throwback thing where the crowd can just sit back and chant USA. And, you know, it's not some snarky clapping, get with this type of thing. It's just what you remember it being this hero against this villain. And I think that's going to be good. And then you'll have Doug delicious take on ACE Montana and, uh, Doug is Doug's been consistently one of our 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 top heavyweights, but Ace Montana is a guy that's the blue collar guy. He's he's everything like Dusty Rhodes was. He he has more charisma. I I swear this guy, you just see him and you can see the charisma. He doesn't even have to try. He's got more charisma in his pinky than ninety five percent of the indie guys doing wrestling anymore. And just he is something to behold, he, you know, dancing with the crowd. And I, I just I, I don't even know how to explain how this guy has this type of an aura about him. I don't think he understands it, but he just does. And everybody loves this dude. And then you also have the other another match on the card um, is the main event. We're bringing uh, O'Shea Edwards in, which a lot of people know him from Ring of Honor. Uh, O'Shea Edwards is taking on Anthony Athens. And both of those guys are absolute studs, bulls, the golden gladiator, the Spartan Anthony Athens against big O'Shea Edwards. I mean, that is, well, boy, that's going to be some big men doing big men things in that ring. 
a lot of familiar names there to me from the from some of the other companies I've been covering the past few months. I, I know I've met Bro Keller and seen him wrestle a few times, and I got the the Dusty Robes uh, off of Ace Montana just from your graphics for the past few months. So. I see what I mean. It just just by a picture he hasn't said a word, and you already could tell. Unbelievable. Going back in to 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 your memory banks, what match do you remember the most? Either in Indies or in WCW or NWA or anywhere else, what match is the one that's most memorable to you? Because, for example, I'll give you the match that's most memorable to me growing up was Magnum TA against Wahoo McDaniel for the U.S. Championship in the cage. I would say the match that I've probably watched the most as far as just going back and looking at it. Maybe Ric Flair against Bobby Eaton, two out of three falls, a clash of the champions. Maybe. Um, I mean, there was a lot of, there was a lot of older ones. You could add more. I okay. mean, it well, I mean, everybody, one. you know, everybody's going to say like Magnum and Tully, I quit. Of course, you know, uh, the Andersons against rock and roll express in the cage at Starcade. Yes, of course. You know, that is amazing. But just going a little bit off the beaten path, but you know, Bobby Eaton against Arn Anderson at Super Brawl. Like how just so good. So good. So well done. Um, you know, and, and I hate to just keep using Midnight Express and different things, but the Midnight Express against the Fantastics, I think it was Capital Combat when there was a spot where they threw Tommy Rogers through the ropes to Stan Lane outside the ring and he power slammed him on a table that was laying on the ground and the crowd popped. That that match was just, oh, what a good match. What other events does MATW have coming up after this weekend? July the 8th at Spotswood High School. We actually record our first four episodes of television, which we're going to be on the Right Now Television Network. That is broadcast to 13 million people across the nation and all the major cities and it also has its own channel you can download on roku so you anybody that's got roku can get the right now television network on their television we don't know what our time slot is yet that's something we're still working out with the with the network but they are fully vested behind us they are they're they're actually pushing pushing for it so it's not us pushing on them it's them pushing on us trying to get the get get it on their network so july 8th we actually do four episodes of television and then uh we got the rest i want to say the rest of july we're off but then we come back in august and august 11th we're going to be at harley davidson for a small show at the harley davidson dealership in rocky mount north carolina and then the next night will be in Nashville, North Carolina, the National Guard Armory. Then come back August the 18th, we'll be at the Clark County Fair. And the next night will be in Elkton, Virginia at um, the East Rockingham High School on August the 19th. So we have uh, four shows in two weeks there in August. And uh, I would have to I'd have to pull up our schedule for the next few months because we're rocking and rolling coming out of summer. Summer is typically a downtime, so we're we're taking it easy on the bookings in the summer. But once uh, fall starts to hit in, we've got big big things coming. What advice do you have to anybody right now who is fifteen, sixteen, seventeen years old, maybe even a little bit older, who wants to get into to wrestling? 
hit the gym. Stop, because what's going to separate you from the other 500,000 independent wrestlers out there? Most of them don't go to the gym. So if you have the look already, somebody will take you under their wing and, 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 and make you right. But if you come in there 165 pounds soaking wet with kick pads on and you slap your leg every other spot, you're just one of the million. You know, nobody cares. And I just say separate yourself that way. Understand that if you come in and you're already a better looking specimen than the other guys, then you're going to get a better look regardless of how good or bad or inexperienced you might be in the ring. Because there's an upside there to somebody that has the look already. Look at Lex Luger, even back in the day. They were very patient with Lex Luger because they had said, he looks like an Adonis. He looks like an action figure. We got to, we got to work with this guy. So that's the type of thing, man. Get hit the gym and go from there. And do you, I know I don't want to get you in any trouble with asking this, but do you have any recommendations of schools that people should look at going to? It can be preferably more than one that would, would get people back to the style that, that you're trying to promote with your company. I'm not sure if there's, particular schools that teach exactly what we're looking for. I think it's almost once you get your foundation, it's something you learn because it's something you study yourself. And it's something that we'll take guys in and say, you know, slow this down, work on this. This is what I need you to watch. You know, I'll tell guys, I specifically need you to watch this wrestler because that's who I see you like. And I'll be honest with you. Almost everybody that I've been associated with that has been trained by Bob Keller, is good. I mean, it just seems like everybody Bob Keller puts out there is ring ready or close to it. And there's not a lot of places I can say that. I know monster factory, they put people out and get them signed like crazy, but I'm not sure that monster factory puts out what mid Atlantic is work is looking for specifically. If that makes sense. That makes sense. I've been to a show up there and I actually talked to Danny cage a bit. So, I, just, I, I like going to events there just because it's so small and intimate and in the front row, you're basically in the ring. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm not in, in AML school with uh, coach Josh and, and beer city bruiser. Uh, that's another one that, that definitely you're going to get proper training training at. Yeah. You know, we, we have a school near me, but nobody that's really been anywhere or seasoned at all in wrestling is really, you know, able to take the time to work with the guys there. I'm not saying that it's a bad place to be. It's at least get your foot in the door, but I don't know that they can give you the tools that we're looking for when it comes to mid Atlantic. We're, we're looking for very specific skill sets because we, we cast people when we book them, we don't book guys just because, Oh, he's going to give us some, he's going to give us a good Meltzer is going to love this match. We don't do any of that. We we're like, Hey, I need a Barry Windham. I need a Rick rude. I need, and I'll start looking at the Indies going, who can I get to fill this spot? And then I find them and I tell them, this is what I need you to do. This is who I need you to study. And this is the direction I want to go with. And that's, that's how that goes. I see people that I think that I cast in my mind mentally the Indies and they're not in that role usually because they're too busy doing the flippy. Hundred percent. 
we want to provide an alternative. There's a lot of people that's not going to like what we're doing because they're going to say that we're setting wrestling back or whatever the case may be. But anybody that watched wrestling back then knows that wrestling back then was a completely different animal than what they're, than sports entertainment of today. So people that liked wrestling back then aren't necessarily going to like today's wrestling. Those are the people we're looking for. We're not looking for the clap, clap, clap people from AEW and all that because they want to see Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks do what they do. And there is definitely a spot for them in this business doing what they do. We are an alternative to that. We are for the disenfranchised and for the people that no longer, the, the 12, 10 million people that were watching on Monday nights that no longer watch wrestling because they're probably just watching politics because that's probably a bigger you know, back and forth character development than wrestling is these days. But we're, that's who we're looking for is we're looking for those people that have been disenfranchised. And we're also looking for that young generation where a granddad or an older dad can take their kid and say, this is the wrestling I grew up on. This stuff is cool. And that kid, this is his first time ever seeing this type of wrestling play out. So there's a whole generation that did not get to see Mid-Atlantic Jim Crockett promotions, early WCW. There's an entire generation out there that never saw that. And we're providing that again so that they can have something they can watch aside from the many different, the many similar things that are on TV today. I take my daughter to shows and that's basically how this site got started because I started taking her to indie shows and she liked it, but she doesn't like watching WWE or AEW on TV and sometimes she gets bored at indie shows and some of the stuff that's going on because of the lack of character development and just it's just a match with people flipping around. And I'm going to bring her this Saturday night and tell her this is what it was like when I was a kid and what I watched with my grandfather so that she'll understand. She's 10, so I think she will. Exactly. And that's exactly what we're looking for right there. You said it. You hit the nail on the head promote your social media and webpage and anything else for MATW or anything else you want to plug here at the end? Uh, yeah, matwonline.com, uh, MATW Online on Facebook, MATW Online on Instagram, pretty much every everywhere, YouTube. Uh, yeah, just MATW Online is, is find that everywhere on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and, uh, and Facebook and also the .com. And everything's up there. We actually have three television pilot episodes up there that people can watch that are just were, were our practice runs just at recording some of our events, editing them together, making sure the team is right on what we're looking for and the announced teams, you know, getting into a groove and all that. So all those things are actually up on the YouTube page. People can go watch. Okay, thanks for being a guest today, and I'm looking forward to seeing you wrestle Saturday night in Fairfax. All right, buddy. I appreciate you having me. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Now on with our credits. Host is Jeff Clinton, executive producer Scott English, production assistant is Josie Clinton. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll talk to you again next week.